0: And potatoes at. Which, yeah. let, let's be perfectly honest, right? If you're going to compare eating a Twinkie to eating a potato, like choose the potato. Oh, potato sure. is going to be better for you, right? Yeah. But then I laugh because it's like, all right, look at how many calories a Twinkie is and then compare it to the same amount of calories, but in broccoli. You probably like have to eat like three the, cups the or the four cups of broccoli. Of broccoli yeah, like, this high.
1: It's like huge. It's massive. You'd have
0: to eat four cups of broccoli for like yeah. one tiny little Twinkie. It's and it's just wide. like, Welcome to the Unrelenting Pressure Podcast with your hosts, Ryan and Hunter. Hello, hello. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs>
1: what's up, Ryan? What's How going on,
0: buddy? Long oh, yeah. time no talk.
1: Living the dream.
0: Yeah, now I hear you on that one. Yeah, what's been going on, man? How's your move been? I know that you moved Good. recently and you're trying to adjust to that new life and lifestyle. You've been yeah. able to go to the gym consistently?
1: Yeah, yeah, I have been. So um we just recap i've right? already have been living at the shore moved down to just outside of philly and you know gotten an apartment that's in like one of those you know kind of like planned apartment facilities where they got the pool and the gym on site and pool tables all that kind of stuff um so so it's been good though you know been a lot closer to a big social circle of friends um a lot more like kind of like networking in that type of way playing golf a lot doing those kind of things and nice, that's more. awesome about like what's going on, you know what I mean? Like when you're around it in proximity wise, you hear more about those casual events I'd say, or opportunities that come up. So, so it's been fun, it's been a good start. Gym wise, the gym here is pretty good. It doesn't have like free barbells, which is a a struggle of it a bit.
0: Yeah, I remember you saying that, that sucks.
1: So it's just like a Smith machine, but then they got, you know, dumbbells that go up to anything that I'd be, you know, playing with anyway. And then a couple of cables and, and stuff like that. And uh, so I've been getting good workouts. I started doing Mike Menser's heavy duty workout, if you've heard of that mm. one.
0: No, what is that? What's like the uh, methodology behind it?
1: It's like the original hit workouts. So like Got high it. intensity ones. So, you know, Mike Menser, he was kind of like of the classic era of bodybuilding right and he was a little bit more 80s than arnold or so but right so like arnold was the father of it right and he was always high volume um type of guy right high volume and then he pretty much everybody copied what he did and for the most part still do nowadays with high volume training right that's like the most common i'd say amongst uh bodybuilding mike mencer was the kind of other end of that spectrum where it's low volume but extreme intensity right so every set is to failure but you're only doing one or two sets per exercise and then you're only working out uh like two to four times a week essentially hmm. so it's kind of like an upper lower split to a degree so like workout a is legs and then um chest and triceps so like not exactly upper or lower but it's split up into that and then workout B is back biceps and shoulders so you kind of cover it that way but uh hmm. but it's been fun then you do a day between them so you do you know workout monday skip workout wednesday you know ab like that and you flip on
0: Yeah you know it's good to play around with that kind of stuff because honestly, yeah. one of my favorite things to do, like I'm doing my workout right now, which is awesome, and I love it, and I know I sprint, you, sent you the spreadsheet, yeah. and I sent a bump people people a spreadsheet, and I got some really good feedback. Some people are super fired up about it, so that gets me excited because i spent a lot of time like really refining this spreadsheet, but yeah. one workout that I like to go back to every now and again is almost exactly that, so doing two sets, both till failure, yeah. Till one, and you can you can scale it however you want to. But usually my rule of thumb is I like to warm up however many sets that takes. Right. right? And then I pick whatever that first set is. I try to make it so that whatever that 10th rep is, I'm like barely getting that 10th rep. So pick a weight that that 10th one, you're like done. And then the second set, however long of a break you want to take, maybe like two minutes that should be adequate enough. And then pick that same weight. And if you picked a good weight on the first set, if you take that same weight on the second set, you're only going to get five. So you're going to like true, complete failure. And honestly, that's all you need. It's not good to do every once in a while because it will crush your central nervous system. Mm -hmm. But man, to like really push yourself. And if you're doing 10 reps, it's not like you're maxing out. So you're not going to, you are at risk of hurting yourself because you're going to failure, but like not as extreme if you're doing just one maximal rep, right? So sure. it's usually a pretty safe range, and then you just take that same exact weight. You don't even add any more weight, and you just do it again, and you will see some really good gains from that. It's a it's do, a really uh, awesome workout.
1: Do you do like the myo reps that? Um, oh, who's the guy? Uh,
0: Mike, Mikey you tell
1: before, he's the YouTube dude. More, place, more <laughs> dates? No, 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 not, <laughs> no, not him. Uh, he's uh, like Renaissance the professor. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. So he talks about like myo reps is his kind of thing. So they're basically rest pauses, right? Mm-hmm. You do the weight, you do ten, and then the next set, you do five, right? In your example, right? You, max you can possibly do is five with that same weight. And then you take a little mini pause and then you do another couple once that energy you got back. And then you do a little pause and you do another couple until you get back to ten. And then he'll he'll do like three or four sets of that right so it's like once you get up to like your working set amount right you can only do 10 with this weight every set after you're still getting to 10 reps but it's in shorter you know little chunks because you just physically can't do them so that's yeah, cool he calls them like mini sets to failure a bunch of things that's these. interesting
0: i've done something similar to that when i would do yeah. like leg like press and i was i would have someone like assisting me when i'm i would do them and i would do yeah. that exact same thing right uh i think i would up my numbers for leg press so i would do like a set of 20 to failure and then oh, i would yeah. do like a set of 10 to failure mm. and then after that 10th one i would time 30 seconds and then i would do like three four five forced reps with someone like assisting me through it and then rack it wait 30 seconds and then do that same thing so kind of a similar thing the only problem is and yeah, I've been telling a lot of guys in the gym because, yeah, I, I know I told you, but I'm like mentoring like three or four kids in the gym at yeah. that point, which is fun and it's very rewarding for me. I, I have a lot of fun. I guess I've got like 15 years worth of knowledge built up in this head, so I might as well give it you to somebody. Know, right. <laughs> but uh,
1: personal training yeah, got less than that. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, exactly. But I, I was telling these kids the other day, I was just like, you know, when I was young, I would push like really hard through a lot of that. And now that I'm older, I'm starting to like notice little details of when I like overtrain or overwork myself. Mm. And I would still get to that same point when I was younger, but I wasn't aware of it and I wouldn't feel it. But like now that I'm older, I'm way more aware of my body. So I can tell like, all right, I pushed way too hard in that workout and I'm still recovering two or three days later. And it's just, I'm just more aware and I can tell when these things are happening. So like if I were to do the workout that we were just saying of doing those three or four reps to failure, yeah. like I, unless you gave yourself adequate time to recover, like I would probably just end up driving myself into the ground and just getting super beat up and probably hurt myself. So you have to be very aware of like your recovery. You have to make sure yeah. you're eating enough food, you're getting enough sleep, you're not super stressed and you have to be, way more dialed in on that shit. And like, you should always be dialed in if you want the most gains from your workout, but doing those like multiple sets of failure, those add up really quick yeah. and you can definitely go too far in a workout. So that'd probably be my only watch out, but I would say there's an asterisk next to that because most people don't know how to push themselves at all. So right. most people would never actually get to that point. But I'm saying like, if you are consistently going to the gym and you are able to push up into the upper threshold, like you do have to watch out because you can definitely start to overtrain, And it just like, you know, a whole other story is like, what are you training for? Right. For me at this point, and I'm going to assume the same for you, like you're training to be healthy, look good and feel good. Right. So just like, is it worth crushing yourself into the ground and not recover and potentially hurt yourself? Like probably not. Definitely push yourself, go to failure, but like leave some in the tank. So that way you're not, you know, completely crushed the next day.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It depends. Right. So, uh, you know, with the high volume training too, right. Those are, you look at a lot of the the workouts these days, especially like Jeff Nippard, right? A lot of his, you don't go to failure. Like you'd like mm-hmm. never go to failure, right? There's always like two, maybe three reps in reserve that you're doing, which I'm sure there's science behind that. And I was watching uh, somebody else who was talking about, oh, it was Renaissance periodization actually again, too. That he was talking about Mike Menzer specifically in the work that I'm doing. And uh, it's just fun though to go to failure like it just it is you know what i mean just like the intensity of it it's just a fun time like you are all that like can i hit time out <laughs> it was a bad advice sorry <laughs> no i agree
0: i love going to failure but it's just funny because like we sound like psychopaths because what person, and I think about this a lot, you <laughs> yeah, asked you thing, but like what person willingly like tortures themselves and puts themselves in so much pain yeah. for kind of nothing.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Even like the, the acknowledgement of too, like this might not even be the best thing for me, but I'm going to, but do I'm going to do anyway. it. I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's especially funny in that context too, because it's like this activity is supposed to be all good for me. They're like you know, what, I'm gonna put that aside a little bit because this is—it's just fun to push yourself so hard.
0: I agree, but it's a small subset of people that are yeah, able right. to do that. Because, like, if you really think about it, who would—if you're thinking about it from like a biological standpoint, like who would willingly go and torture themselves and physically put themselves in the pain where they yeah. break their muscles down? Like, why would you do that to yourself? Yeah, obviously, whole host of benefits. You're doing it but it's just like if you're really thinking about it like you're literally going in and torturing yourself every single day like why would you yeah. why would you willingly do this to yourself yeah um, but yeah. right to that point like through that like pain and suffering that's how you get better that's how you get stronger what doesn't right. kill you makes you stronger right and like that's literally what it is you're breaking down the muscles so that they can be like come back bigger and stronger but yeah. it's just funny to think of the psychological battle just like I-, I can't tell you how many times like i'd be warming up running a mile in the morning And for some reason, I guess I'm a psychopath. I just start running faster and faster every single lap. And it gets to the point where I'm just like, stop being a little bitch. Just go. Like, why are you holding back? Like, just go faster and faster. And it's just like, if someone was looking at me, they'd be like, why is this dude sprinting around the track? Like, why would he physically (laughs) do this to himself? And I don't know. just my brain starts going and I can't figure it out myself.
1: That's funny. That is the classic. like running wise too. That's the classic runner's trap, right? It's like, I have to make seven minutes, right? Like say even like something as basic as just like walking, right? Like mm-hmm. doing like a what, 130 uh, heartbeat, you know, walking range, right? Just burning fat or something. And you're like, all right, I'm just going to do eight minutes. And then it, you approach eight minutes and you're like, oh, well, that wasn't a half a mile. So I'm going to do it until I get to a half a mile. And then once you get to the half a mile, you're like, well, now, now I'm at nine minutes and you know, 70 or 57 seconds. So I, I got to get into a solid number and then you just keep on going back and forth like that uh, until you ended up on there for 25 minutes and one and a half miles. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I remember I was talking to, which I think is funny, but I think it's a testament to like how far can you push yourself mentally. Because it's just as much as a mental test as it is a physical test, Yeah. right? It goes both ways. And I think that's really, for me, I think it's more the mental side. And I've been thinking about this a lot recently too. And I I don't know if I told you this, but I've somehow figured a way to like leverage workouts, which is more on the physical side for the mental benefit of it. Mm. Because I I leverage Mm -hmm. like, becoming super focused and like having to push yourself physically when you don't want to do it. And like a lot of those things I leverage into my personal life because you know, I told you I'm a lazy piece of shit and I know that and I can guarantee you I would sit around all day and do absolutely nothing. But I use the gym to like hone in my focus, hone in like that that momentum. And then that's what carries me through the day. But yeah, I've been thinking of a lot about that. Like the gym has just helped me in so many different ways. But anyway, the story I was going to say is uh, I hopped on the Stairmaster And to that point, I would just be like, all right, you're not going hard enough. Like click it up. And I keep increasing the speed, increasing the speed, the speed. And then, I don't know, I did it for like 20 minutes, 25 minutes. And I hopped off and I'm like dying. I'm like, and then my one buddy walks over and he's just like, dude, what are you doing? Trying to kill yourself. I'm like, imagine if I could push so hard past like my lungs burning and my legs being on fire that like I killed myself. Like my lungs just exploded and my legs exploded. Sure. Just like, how cr- like crazy mental strong do you need to be to be able to do that? Now I I don't think that anyone could ever do that because I feel like you tap out before that happened. But like, h- how insane would that be if you could? <laughs> yeah. I mean, people you know
1: people do that right and like in the extreme situations right Sometimes, like you yeah. your mother lifting it the car out to babies and stuff like that. Like you do mind over matter for self preservation right or like you know pow's like all that kind of stuff like those extreme extreme moments although it's not fitness specific your mind pushes you well over your physical limits you know to your detriment too, right like you know when people die or their muscles come off of the bone and all that kind of shit so
0: yeah i just remember thinking like how incredible would it be if i could actually push myself to do that now i don't think that i can and i don't think many people can so it's just like what if i just tried as hard as i could to get there you know what i mean but yeah. I feel like it's just more that mental battle and having that mental fortitude of being able to push yourself that far. Uh, I don't think it can happen. I, yeah. I don't think I would ever, like, fall off the Stairmaster and, like, my legs ex- – you know, my quadriceps literally fall off of my femur and my lungs explode out of my chest. Like, that's yeah, not going to happen, like you that. know what I mean?
1: You pass out, all right? You can push yourself to, like – Yeah, you could pass, pass out. For sure. But I want to die. Oh, mm-hmm. Depends- well, yeah. I mean, I guess not directly, right? If you passed out, you probably – Knock your head, Ball, hit my right head, yeah. and then maybe die in that scenario. But, but yeah, not like straight up in a vacuum die just because uh because your lungs exploded.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> <It's> insane.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you have, they would probably
1: put your picture like on the gym wall and be like, "Yeah, you know how hard we work out. We work out <laughs>
0: Well, my, my joke is, well, it's for the Stairmaster and it's also like for squatting or something too. Yeah. And I, I keep telling all my friends at the gym, I'm like, just mark my chalk line on the ground. Like where, <laughs> wherever my body lies and say like, he yeah. lies, Ryan, like he tried to squat the entire gym and he died. Yeah, he, <laughs> he died did. trying and just like, <laughs> listen, okay. If that's what my gravestone says is he tried to lift this entire goddamn gym and he didn't do it, but goddamn it. He tried. Yeah. And that's I'm okay with that being my my, uh my memoir and my chalk line. Yeah, I'm but, cool uh, with that. Right? But, yeah. Here lies Ryan. He pushed himself so fucking hard, his lungs exploded on the stairmaster. Like boom, chalk that's line. Some, I'm cool with that. David if that's God how it. I if if that's how I die, like so fucking be it, right? Or I think the other one is like, here dies Ryan. He tried to <laughs> he tried to deadlift the entire fucking world. Yeah. Boom. Chalk that's line. I'm cool with
1: yeah. that. It's more cool. interesting than like loving mother or like, you know beloved husband or something like that right
0: i mean listen if there's a way that i'm gonna go out it better be at the gym trying to deadlift a stupid man of weight and that's how i go i'm okay with it if that's how i die it's fine (laughs) i don't don't
1: think it'll ever happen
0: but if it does i'm okay with it i'll live with it how do you want to die
1: i want to die under and wait until i finish it under 225 pounds of weight I was like, Why so light? Because I'm like 74 years old and I'm still trying to squat 225 pounds or something, right? Like, And that's a lot at that time.
0: Listen, yeah. man, there's some strong old people out there. there are. And some people yeah. don't start lifting till they're way older, but I don't want to go down rab- that rabbit hole. What I do want to know right, is, right. how has your diet been recently?
1: Uh, I know you
0: moved to a new environment. Sometimes yeah. it's hard to get that schedule and that diet like locked in. Mm-hmm. When you're in your routine, it's yeah. just natural, right? But now that you moved, like, have mm-hmm. you noticed your diet's falling off? You're eating out a little bit more, anything like that? Definitely yeah. eating out more, 100% eating out yeah, more. Yeah, it's a tricky one.
1: And unfortunately drinking a bit more too, just because the the social aspect of it. So I'm going to have to- Now you're around them. all your
0: friends, right? And yeah, it's way yeah. easier to go out. Way easier. And my friends
1: are drinkers too. And even just cash, like I played volleyball last night, right? I'm doing a volleyball. Oh, nice. Weekend. Yeah, which is great. And um, you know, then we went out for a couple of drinks last night, right? Which fucking snowballs because it's- the game was at 9 15 so it even finished until wow. like one thing and then we went and got a couple drinks and then by the time i was home it was midnight you know yeah. and, and so it just messes up the sleep too so it'll take some ca- recalibrating you know overall i was very right about but, to say. Um, generally diet's been good um, working from home really helps that out so i've been able to prep very well lately um, i got a couple of new like you know appliances like the one like a one pot so nice prepping that rice as back to what I was doing before. I don't, for sure, which is good. Um, and I came down with a shit ton of my meat, you know, my freezer's full of chicken beef, yada, yada. Oh,
0: stuff. good stuff. So you didn't have to like completely stock a freezer. No, no, it's exactly. So I, and that
1: was one of my big things. It was like, I want to be able to bring a lot with me. So I'm not starting from scratch, even like some small appliances that I was able to, to bring with to just make it more of an easy and comfortable transition type of deal. So, so, so far, so good. I've been starting to track a little bit again, you know, um, on my fitness pal just to make sure I'm getting most of my macros, right. Staying above 200 grams of protein and around 2,600 um, calories, just at basic maintenance right now. So, so I've kept my weight where I've pretty much wanted to keep it in maintenance for the past, three or four months I, i'm still around 175 um 176 this morning 176.6 this morning uh, good
0: stuff man yeah yeah so, i mean that that you know sure, we man. talked about this the diet's the hardest freaking part because you work out for one or two hours out of the day and you got another yeah. 23 or 22 hours that yeah. you got to dial your diet in and that's the hardest part so yeah i mean you've always eaten pretty pretty good anyway you weren't really like a junk food guy i mean yeah. besides eat now but it's just like when you go out, there's still healthy options. I mean, you know, my crutches, I freaking love cheeseburgers. So anytime I go out, I get cheeseburgers and French fries. I yeah, just yeah, I yeah. Can't, I can't help myself. That's it's okay. Cool. I'll live with it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't do any of that. Like, you know, it, when, we, when I go out to eat, it's to like an Italian restaurant or, you know, for sushi pasta. or something like that. Right. And then it's just like a one meal, maybe I'll eat out three meals max on the whole week. So I'm like, all right, you balance that out against what? If I'm eating four or five meals a day, seven days a week, otherwise or around 35 other meals, like that's not that bad of a ratio. And those other meals are clean meals. You know, they're, they're really high in protein, a decent amount of carbs and like healthy fats. I haven't really gone about cutting down carbs or fats much. I kind of just eat whatever fits, uh, but make sure my protein is real high. So, um, that's been okay. Yeah, I mean, th- that's kept me. That, that, that's a pretty good rule of thumb
0: is making sure your protein's high. And then it's really just the, the carbs. Like you can always cut carbs out if you need to. But it's just like, yeah. that's, that's the one where I feel like people should be more focused. On. I, well, and I told you this, but my biggest thing is, is like just cut out processed food. Yeah. And that was the biggest reason why I lost like 20 pounds when I was cutting this past spring was, you know, I was eating a lot of food. I was probably eating like 3,000 calories a day. Yeah. But I was eating like all whole food. So sure. lots of grapes, lots of blueberries, lots of strawberries, lots of uh, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, asparagus. Yeah. And, like, that's all my meals were. And then chicken, steak, salmon, fish, so on and so forth. It's hard to
1: do, though, man. Like, eating – I so eat so much food. Not, they're just not, like, calorie-dense. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's just a lot of volume, which if you're looking to lose weight, it's a great way to do it, right? Like, eat a shit ton of vegetables is, like, the easiest thing. Like, forget yep. about – keto and all the other different diets that are like, if you need to cut calories and you even don't want to think about it and not, and you want to feel satiated, eat a shit ton of fucking um, vegetables. You're, you're yeah, never rocking. going to overeat with your think if you of least your like starchy carbs with vegetables. You're golden.
0: Well, yeah, like cutting like rice and potatoes out. Which, yeah. um, let's be perfectly honest, right? If you're going to compare eating a Twinkie to eating a potato like, choose the potato. The oh, potato sure. is going to be better for you, right? Yeah. But then I laugh because it's like, all right, look at how many calories a Twinkie is, and then compare it to the same amount of calories, but in broccoli. You probably like, have to eat like three the, cups or four cups of broccoli. Of broccoli yeah. like this high,
1: it's like huge. It's massive. You'd have
0: to eat four cups of broccoli for like yeah. one tiny little Twinkie. It's and it's just wild. like,
1: that's yeah, so if crazy. you could
0: just cut that crap out, man. Even potato it's chips crazy. are the worst because if it. you look, it's like seven potato chips. You know, like it's a, a tiny little stack, right. and it's like
1: 100. four cups
0: of broccoli. Right,
1: right. It's crazy. <laughs> it's wild. Rice is a sneaky one. I think people have really like glorified rice as a you know healthy option, which I think it is. But if your point is to not consume or to eat in a deficit, rather. You can't, you can't really eat rice because it's nah. really dense with calories. Easy to process, good for you, but, uh, you know, it just doesn't fit your goal. So, I mean, I think one of the obvious things too, right, people always swap rice from, you know, during a bulk over to potatoes during a cut, right? Because potatoes are really high satiating, but they're a lot less in carbs. So they have a really high satiation on, on the scale uh, as compared to other simple or complex carbs so.
0: yeah i mean that i kind of i mean i would i agree with that i'm aligned with that but i even tried to go further than that so like i told you during my cut i did no potatoes i would right. just do double double veggie so sure. a lot of my meals would just be like which i know i eat a lot but like 10 to 15 ounces of chicken or steak sure. or whatever and yeah. then i would do like two cups of green beans. And then an avocado and a banana, yeah. and like that was my meal—a yeah. whole avocado, a whole banana. Well, avocado, uh, man, that's like
1: probably like 450 calories in just one one thing. Right? So like a whole avocado—that's a lot.
0: It's so good, yeah. I, I love, love avocado, food. so I had no problem just <laughs> cramming that thing down. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that was honestly that's a pretty standard meal for me. I would do like yeah. big, helping yeah. a, big helping a big helping of protein, and I still don't do any of the carbs. I mean, I could – I probably should considering I'm lifting, like, pretty heavy and pretty hard right now. Yeah. I was thinking about adding some carbs in. But, uh, you know, it would just be big, big serving of protein, double veggie, which I yeah. still do for the most part. And then, yeah, avocado, banana, maybe some fruit. And then I told you, like, that would be when I'm at work. And then when I'd come like. home before dinner, I would snack on celery and hummus, which was freaking awesome. I freaking yeah. love hummus. And then getting – oh, which I, I got to I have to tell you about it, but I, I'm going to try to get through everything that I eat. And then we'd usually snack on that, maybe some grapes or something. And then right. for dinner, we'd do the HelloFresh. So sure. I kind of left it up in the air. The only thing that sucked about the HelloFresh was their protein servings are tiny, tiny,
1: fricking sure. sucks.
0: But yeah. I mean, they're good. And I tried not to be super strict because they're such small portions. Like I, they weigh them out. So you're only getting like 1,200 calories per thing, right? But yeah. I would always supplement yeah, I mean, it with I mean, some like, extra protein
1: or extra veggie. I would do that too, right? You just, if you just, if it's, you just have some extra chicken, you just throw it into right? And it takes, that's why chicken breast is so good, you know? Yeah. And, you know, leave the Hollywood idiots aside when they're like, oh yeah, I've just been eating chicken and broccoli all day. Everybody knows that's bullshit. You're, you're taking a bunch of shit on top of that. But chicken breast is such a good addition to everything, right? Because it's so protein dense and there's no, basically nothing else in it. So you can just eat like four or five, spoon forkfuls of chicken and you're like all right i just got in 35 grams of protein like it's so quick you can get through like chicken breasts it's, it's a it's a great ad
0: yeah and i was thinking about this but this just in right now oh, your- <laughs> <laughs> um like chicken, no but the- <laughs> are you big are you big hollywood is that why you didn't like me shit on that <laughs> i have no clue what you're even saying but <laughs> oh, sorry. I wanted to bring up uh, what I was trying to say as I was saying basically my entire diet was I was listening to this really good podcast, which I can put in the podcast notes, but it was basically saying that the order of how you eat your food could matter on I how much your that. insulin spikes yeah, which is yeah, yeah. super really interesting. interesting really so it was saying that if you eat like fibrous food like oh. celery or lettuce or anything that's high in yeah. fiber mm-hmm. it, yeah like coach your like uh the lining of your intestines so that when you eat starchy food it doesn't absorb and spike your insulin level really fast yeah. and i was just like wow that's super duper wow. interesting and i was just like maybe that's why i had a really like a uh, successful time cutting weight during the spring because. Before I would eat like dinner or when I'd get home from work and I would eat the hummus, um, I, I would use the celery and I would just chow through so much oh, celery. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, that could make sense that I was eating so much fiber and it was just preventing that glucose spike. And yeah. Like, wow.
1: Super interesting. That is really interesting. Right. So it was a go like, um, like you're supposed to eat your vegetables on your plate first, then your pro fats and proteins. Yep. And then, and then the starch. carbs at the end. <laughs> Yep, 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 I have yep. been focused on that to a degree. Now, I think, I don't know if I've noticed something, but, but, you know, it's hard to notice if your uh, glycemic index is high or like you have, yeah. like, you know, what you,
0: mean? you need a continuous glucose monitor, yeah. which I, if they weren't expensive, I would dabble around with it because it, be it would just be nice to like, uh, I'm not, I'm not exactly sure, but I think they're a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. I just don't feel like spending a couple hundred yeah, bucks, but, um, yeah, it would just be super interesting to get, like, a baseline knowledge of, like, all right, where do where do I stand if I eat food? Like, does right. it jump a lot? If I eat just, like, chicken, does it jump a lot? It could. Right. It could not. You know what I mean? And just kind of get a feel for, like, all right, when I eat these foods, like, these specifically make my sugar go, like, through the roof. Right. So yeah. yeah, try to counteract that or change the order or something. But one thing that I've been really aware of and actually really trying to implement into my days is after I eat lunch, going for a walk. So that way oh, you're idea. walking and you're keeping your uh, insulin spike a little bit lower. Not yeah. to eat like that much food, but like yesterday for this week, I made a boneless, skinless chicken breast and just season it with salt, pepper, garlic, and paprika. Yeah. That's pretty standard for me. Sure. And then I got Brussels sprouts. So I cooked the Brussels sprouts with a little bit of olive oil, salt, pepper, garlic. Right. And I took that, I got a like tortilla wrap, throw the tortilla, t- tea wrap in the pan, give it a flip, toast it up a little bit, put just like a tiny bit of mayonnaise some Mexican cheese down on top of that. And then I added uh, chicken, the Brussels sprouts, and I chopped up a tomato and then rolled that sucker up into a burrito. It was so freaking good, but I had the tortilla shell, which obviously is yeah. more processed, which is my number one. No, no, sure. but I love burritos. So uh, yeah. I don't think I'll yeah. ever give up tortilla shells. Yeah. But, uh, no, think- yeah. Especially when I'm, try- when I'm eating like starchy food, I try to like get out immediately with the dog and go for a walk to try to keep that spike just a little bit lower. Yeah. uh, Not that I don't, I mean, I don't know if you'll notice a like noticeable difference, but just something I've been aware of and I've been trying to keep track of.
1: That's good. Yeah. Yeah, Flour tortillas are really dense, really dense. Yeah, they are. With calories. It's a sneaky one.
0: They are delicious, though. They are delicious. If I could eat everything in burrito form, I probably (laughs) would. (laughs) I'm being serious, too. I eat a
1: burrito this morning, actually. What did you do? I ate a burrito this morning. So that's that's
0: Oh, breakfast burrito? No, it was a regular
1: burrito. <laughs> I don't really like I don't really abide by like use only certain foods that you should eat at certain times of the day. I basically just eat whatever throughout the entire night.
0: I mean, there's no one saying that you can't eat steak and potatoes uh, for breakfast. And to I, be personally honest with you, yeah. when yeah. I have leftovers, I do it all the freaking time.
1: Yeah. All right. And it does, you know, it's not like your body eats them differently. Right. And we all know big breakfast was a scam, you know, made up in the sixties anyway. So I don't, I don't don't know why. All right.
0: Well now you got to tell me where was the burrito from and what kind of burrito? Oh, it wasn't anything
1: special. It was a chicken. It was like a chicken cilantro and like whole wheat, whole wheat wrap burrito with like black beans in it. But, um, it was just like a frozen burrito. Like I got like this big, Pack from Costco type of deal. That's just a, uh,
0: a filler okay. type
1: of thing. But I mean, it's clean. They're you know, there's not. A yeah, someone was telling me that uh,
0: like you could like making burritos, wrapping them up, and putting them in the freezer hold really yeah, well. Yeah. I which do, I've, I've never tried to do. Cost. Do you? Yeah, yeah. Was telling me somebody was telling me, and I was just like, I should really try doing that because I, I, number one, I love burritos. Yeah. And then number two, if I can have something that's just like easy, ready to go, eat with your hands, grab yeah. and go. Oh, yeah. Man, that'd be freaking awesome. Because right now. Like I, I cut up all the chicken into pieces, but sure. I just have a Tupperware container. So I still need yeah, to use like so. a fork and whatnot.
1: Right. Yeah. I've a couple things things to that vein. Um, one, the burrito thing. So I used to do, especially bulking wise, you do uh, ground beef or you can do chicken, right? You do that taco seasoning. And then once you finish all that, you do a bunch of Greek yogurt into it. So like while it's hot, right? Throw Greek yogurt in there. Some super low fat cheese and you just melt that all together, and then you roll up burritos with it mm. and freeze it just like that. That's a really solid one. I mean, like, those things, you could fucking get, like, 60 grams of protein in them and, like, 500 calories at least in a in a burrito and just freeze them all up and just have them good to go. The only problem is that you don't get to do, you know, lettuce and stuff like that because that doesn't freeze well. But um,
0: Yeah, that wouldn't freeze too well. But yeah, but, like, I mean, like, I think it's worth the sacrifice of missing out on lettuce so that you get something that you're like – tastes really good, high in protein, generally healthy, and grab and go, right? Eat yeah, with your yeah, hands. Exactly. I think that's the biggest thing is just eat with your hands.
1: Yeah, and it's the filler it, too, right? Like it's like when you don't have time to make a full-fledged meal or it's obviously a lot better than skipping a meal, right? And just missing yeah, your, your macro and your intake there. For- yeah, I've been trying to – so
0: I would rebuttal that a little bit because I've been trying to be more flexible where it's just like if I don't have anything readily available, I don't have time. It's just like, instead of grabbing like a processed protein bar, right. Or grabbing some kind of like junk food, just like, no, I'll just fast through this time Mm. and just trying to be flexible that way. Because I I feel like it's so easy to get addicted to food and especially when you grab like very calorically dense foods. Right. uh, I feel like it's good to like separate yourself from that. And I feel like there's something was making me think of this recently because, Oh, I had like a barbecue for the wife last weekend, the weekend before, yeah. and I, you know, I can't help myself, so I just ate, like, so much food, sure. and then I found myself during the week, like, I'm not hungry, but I just want to, like, eat food, because cool. food makes feel good, releases dopamine, right? Sure. I'm like, I just got to break away from that, and it's, like, literally, like, got addicted to it, and had to, like, physically try to, like, separate myself from, like, you're not hungry, you don't need to eat food, like, just skip this meal, you're fine. Yeah. Also, yeah, it depends I, on how you, oh, sorry, again. No, I was gonna say, there's also another side to it, which is, like you're supposed to be uh, metabolically metabolically flexible. You should be able to switch between using glucose for energy yeah. and then using ketones for energy. Are you? you should able to switch- do that? Yeah. Yeah, you should be able to flip back and forth between the two. And I remember, yeah. I, I don't, I don't remember where I heard it, read it somewhere, but it was basically saying that like a lot of people because they've eaten three meals a day their entire life, they've never had to switch over to ketones, which happens when you start fasting and you start going into ketosis, right? Yeah. So some people can't switch over they Not can't really. switch over to ketones you should be able to switch between the two like fairly quickly huh. and if you need it to like because your brain does like using ketones so it should switch over to it but if you haven't done it for 15 or 20 years like yeah. it's really hard to get your body to switch over so mm. that's why I, I know i told you but i told the the one guy at the gym who i'm mentoring uh like just try doing a 48 hour fast because no yeah, one's like, hard you yeah. just don't need to put food in your mouth but also to give your metabolism the ability to switch back into using
1: ketones, which it hasn't
0: done in forever.
1: Yeah. That's interesting. I haven't heard that it's quick to, that you, that it can be quick to change back and forth between them. So I had done, or we we talked about like I did carnivore for a few months type of deal. So, and I would, you know, and carnivore is basically keto, right? So I would test uh, with like those keto strips, right? To see if I'm in ketosis, and I noticed that I would fairly quickly drop out of it, and then it would take a long time to kind of get back into it, uh, like a day or two. I've noticed, like, to get to, like, a substantial amount of it. Now, you know, could probably be attributed to the accuracy of using keto keto strips and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, but I hadn't heard that, so that's interesting. It makes well, I don't, sense, this- you know.
0: The timeline matters, right? Because like if you're expecting to switch over to like ketosis or switch over to ketones in like 12 hours, probably not going to happen. But if it's 24 hours, I think right at that 24 hour mark, you might start switching over to Yeah, That's
1: a good point. And it depends if you ate anything during that time period, right? So
0: yeah, anything, any kind of sugar or, you know, what have you. But if you're doing like when I was doing it, well, mine, as much as I did the 96 hour fast. Yeah. I took pre-workout cuz I, I went to the gym every single morning and then I the only other thing that I had besides that was uh, I was taking those LMNT electrolyte right. packets which sure. those have zero calories. So yeah. it was just salt. Right. So I mean it was really just pre-workout first thing yeah. in the morning.
1: Huh.
0: Yeah, but yeah, good just... challenging. I recommend doing right. it. It was a it's a different kind of challenge, right? Cuz pushing like when you're running and you're trying to run like a 6-minute mile like y- yes, mentally you're pushing yourself and physically you have to like push yourself to go harder yeah. but this one was a different kind of challenge because it's like no, no no don't do anything just have the willpower to not put food in your mouth and right interesting because you'll see your mind starts going to all these weird places uh. and coming up with every excuse of why you need to go pick up some Doritos and shove them in your mouth and it's just like no I don't need Doritos I'm actually not hungry right. like you can survive for up to 50 days without eating and the longest person to survive without eating food was like 380 days granted they were a very, very large individual. They yeah. were very large. But still, case in point, like, you can go a pretty long time without eating food. Yeah. Do you feel well? No. Your body goes into recovery mode because it needs to be as efficient as it can with everything that it has in, its, in your body. So right. you go into like, hyper-efficient, like, survival mode. But also it flusters out, like, your system and gets rid of a lot of that's toxins and all the garbage yeah, that's true. in there.
1: And, you, know, you fat, know, toxins get stuck in fat right? Like we all know that. So being able to flush that occasionally is cool. That makes me think of, do you ever hear of um, people doing like bloodletting essentially, occasionally for the same concept of like flushing so that you get new blood, you know, you generate new blood, right? So like somebody will go donate blood, right? You go to the clinic or some blood drive and you'll donate whatever the proper amount to donate is but people will do that just so that, or like, you know, the big focus of it is so that you make new blood to replace that. And it's kind of like a refresh, um, in a type of way. I don't know. I just just started hearing about it. So I don't know much about it, but I just started hearing people do that.
0: Yeah. I'm not familiar with that one. That one hasn't popped up on my radar, but yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, I hate needles, so I never give blood. I can't stand it. So listen, uh, Doing a fast, all for it. Giving people my blood or taking blood out just for the fun of it. Yeah. No, 0% <laughs> chance that <it> happens. <laughs>
1: Some people do it hardcore. I know like uh, like enhanced people too or like doing, you know, um, a lot of PEDs and stuff. They'll do it like themselves, which is intense. <sighs> yeah, you know, So like they'll literally like, you know, have a bag and just like straight up. Needle themselves and then let out whatever it is—a liter of blood, or less than that, whatever it is. um Gross. For that, yeah. So many levels. It's wild. And then, but like, what do you do with it after that point, right? It feels—I mean—really wrong to just like pour blood down the drain or like put it in the toilet or throw it out. It just feels, I don't know, illegal to me.
0: I mean, that's a that's a really good question. I'm sure there's it's technically uh, a biohazard in a sense, it. right? Because you could potentially have blood diseases that could be transferred to other people. So and if you put it in the know. water
1: supply, right? Like all of our water gets treated, right? Like it's not like water gets dumped in. I mean, no matter where it goes, like dumped in the ocean, whatever it is, like it's going somewhere. Right. We
0: are not trained professionals with what yeah, you do with your blood after you let it out. We need to put that disclaimer in there. <laughs> we do need to put that
1: disclaimer in there. I forgot about that. We do talk a lot. I about
0: am that. not educated at all on that. I have <laughs> absolutely no clue. <laughs> this is
1: but, interesting. Like, why will people will do?
0: It? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Well, if anyone is listening to us, hopefully they don't just start taking blood out for the fun. Yeah, don't
1: do that. And, then, you know, if you read into it, let us know what you learned, right? Okay. Yeah,
0: that's that's probably the better side of it. But, uh, all right, buddy, I think this is a good place to wrap up for today. Yeah. This is a good conversation. It was good catching up. It was good hearing about your transition to your new area of living and your work at and whatnot. So it was, yeah, uh, that's it that's was that's a good
1: conversation. good conversation. Yeah, man,
0: absolutely. Fun catching up, right? We'll do it again
1: all right, too. I'll talk to you soon, buddy. Yeah. Hey,